Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw podcast. My name is Randy. I'm joined this morning by my guy, Tron Carter. TC, two time zones away, baby. How are you this morning? Big Randy, I'm great. I'm great. I, uh, I think we scared some people with, with the moving stuff. I got a bunch of DMs from people saying all, you know, very concerned citizens worried that you were, you were no longer with NLU. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like you guys just fired me or something or, you know, happy, happy to report director of HR. Yeah, exactly. Happy to report still gamefully employed. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the move right now. Let me, uh, let me kick it to my main man Jeezy before I forget. Thank you very much, Mr. Jeezy. Before we dive into things, TC, let me thank our first sponsor for today's episode. That is our good friends at Precision Pro Golf. No Laying Up is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. Uh, these guys, John, I don't know if you're in, in their app, um, but they're experts at measuring stuff. Obviously, their range finders, their NX9 slope is the official range finder of No Laying Up. Um, they provide accurate distances that golfers can trust, but Precision Pro believes in measuring improvement, not just distance. Um, so I know Neil is is really diving into their game improvement app. Have you have you looked at that at all? I have, I have. It's mo- mostly depressing with the lefty <laughs> stuff going on. I used it extensively on our Oregon trip, and I've actually been using it here lately. Uh, biggest thing is is taking into account where your miss is, not just hey, I'm missing a green or I'm missing a fairway here, but what direction are you missing the green, short or long? left or right, that sort of thing. So uh, it's shocking how, how much I miss uh, short left and long right as a lefty. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's starting to identify those trends. And uh, once, once you have that information, you can start to work to correct things. But you can't, you don't, if, you don't know what your, you know, if you don't know what your misses are, or your weaknesses are, it's hard to work on them. So right now, listeners, uh, search the App Store or the Android Marketplace for the Precision Pro Golf app to begin measuring your improvement this golf season. I want to guarantee this is uh, it's completely free. There are no hidden features or paywall shenanigans on this app. It's simply just download it and and get going. It's it's all free. Also, right now, if you're in the market for a rangefinder, the NX9 Slope uh, listeners can receive twenty dollars off the NX9 Slope by using coupon code TRAPDRAW at checkout. All one word TRAPDRAW. Uh, go to PrecisionProGolf.com. Use code TRAPDRAW and get that $20 off our favorite rangefinder. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. Big thanks to them. TC, let's get into it, baby. Well, Randy, before, I mean, on just kind of keeping that, that topic, measuring stuff and distance measuring and all that, are you worried at all moving out to Denver? You're, you're the lowest spin player in the world. It is going to... It's going to wreak havoc on, on your, your already lack of spin. 
Of course. I'm, I'm very worried about that. I think I'm worried about that because you've told me that like three times now. Um, you're, you're planting that seed in my head. Uh, I am you're a low, low launch player too. Low launch, low spin. I, I feel like I'm afraid I'm just going to be hitting knuckleballs out here. Uh, and I'm also not good at factoring in elevation. You know, I'm a field player a little bit, so I don't want to be doing math before every shot. It could be a tough transition here for a little while. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let's talk about your move a little bit. Well, I was going to say, speaking of transition, uh, huge, big transition phase for me right now. I feel a little, you know, I've, if anybody's moved before, it's just unsettling in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here, but my apartment, my living space is nowhere near what I hope it will be sooner than later. You know, got to get some furniture, got to put stuff away, got to hang pictures, all that fun stuff. So, feel like uh, I'm a little bit in limbo, but I'm happy to be out here. Uh, I can report last evening, TC, I went to a Safeway, oh local Safeway. God. It was a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I hate to judge all of Safeway by just one, but it's, you know, it goes back to our HEB theory, right? Pick a, pick a random one and you're only, yeah. as, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Well, and it's it's reflective. You know, Denver's probably one of the fastest growing cities in the in the country uh, over the last decade or two. Um, undoubtedly, you live in probably a very posh neighborhood. <laughs> of course, of course. No gates, though. I'm a little disappointed. You know, it's not a gated community out here. Uh, but you know, so are there different options for you, or is it Safeway or bust? No, thankfully there are different options. So, um, I, bet, safe, I bet there's a Whole Foods right, right down, right down the block. I haven't seen a Whole Foods TC. Um, I, there have to be a number of like local health food stores, though. I just need to find them. The other big one though is King Supers, which is Kroger owned. Um, I, I think I'll end up there most likely. And I feel like every time I walk in the door, I'll be paying homage to, you know, all the supers everywhere across the country, which is cool. Uh, are you a Trader Joe's guy? Well, you know, I would go down to the Jack's Beach Traders, Joe. Um, but it's it's fine. Like the actual like stuff in the store, it's, it's okay. I, I think I'm looking for a bigger... Big, bigger selection... Fresh yeah, yeah, it's good for like frozen stuff, right? Snacks. Is Colorado still like you can only buy three point two beer in grocery stores? Oh, in grocery stores? No, yeah. I don't think so. But I, I will check on that because I didn't I didn't buy any beer um, at the grocery store last night. So, what's your what's your your to do list from a scouting out your neighborhood perspective. Like what's, what's top of the list, finding a coffee shop and then, you know, yeah. and then, and then a place to work out. And then, I mean, like walk me through your, your, your process here. Yeah. Coffee shops, the big one, um, much more, uh, stringent COVID protocols still in Colorado and Denver. So like no, none of the coffee shops really have like a, it, it's all takeaway. So mm -hmm. it's a little hard to, you know, what I like in a coffee shop is getting in there, sitting down, finding a comfortable chair, you know, taking a book. So we're going to have to wait and see a little bit. There are so many coffee shops, almost overwhelming TC. But that's, yeah, that's the main thing. Get a feel, the lay of the land for the coffee shops. I'd say actually second after that 
is some good sandwich options, like like lunchtime, you know, takeaway meals, like a soup, a salad, a sandwich. Got to find a spot like that. And then the gym, you know, it's been forever since I've been to a gym, just like work out, but hopefully getting back in that routine, maybe a gym with a basketball court. I got to do a little research. I'm not sure if one of those will be walkable from where I am. So may have to get in the car and, and scout that a little bit. And then of course, TC, you know, many dispensaries around here. People have, people have joked that I've moved out here for the dispensaries. That's not the reason I moved out here, but they are noticeable. There's like eight uh, in my close vicinity here. And you don't smoke. No, uh-uh. Don't smoke. <laughs> no. So taking edibles, but you you don't smoke. It's it's you know people people. I've gotten that a lot throughout my life. Like, oh, Randy, you look high. I'm like, I no. It's just that's just how I am. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, so I, I'd say those are the big ones, and, and then maybe you know a place to go grab a beer in the evening. Maybe watch a watch a game. Um, yep. Again, it's a little trickier right now with COVID, but hopefully, hopefully. Um, later this summer, that stuff is, we, we get back to a little bit more normal. And then golf course too, mm. or, or is that already pre- <laughs> predestined? You're going you're, you're gonna to play at common ground and, and that's that. I've, well, shout out to, um, some folks in the, uh, the Colorado roll call thread at our, at, in the refuge, a lot of good suggestions on, on Colorado area courses. You know, I think common ground is consensus, like one of the best public options in the city, but there are a few others, um, you know, w- would love to meet up with some folks and, and have a game and explore the golf scene a little bit. You know what else? So I forgot about, I, I was playing a, a bit in Columbus. I want to get back to playing a little tennis. I know you're a tennis guy too, TC. Oh, I've been telling myself I'm going to get back into tennis for the last two years, three years. Uh, yeah. It's just um, the best workout. I, I, I want to try to find maybe some local courts and I don't know, maybe there's a club around here. Maybe, maybe get in a game, at least, at least a hitting session. Yeah. A, a rally, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, any, uh, any issues with the altitude thus far? Um, I always notice that when I'm in the Denver airport connecting and I got to rush from one, you know, one gate to another, like we're like, we we're going out to uh Bandon a couple of years ago and they they held the flight for us, but we're sprinting through the terminal, and I was I was gassed after two minutes. Yeah, it's you know I spent what day was it Sunday I guess from like nine a.m. to nine p.m. just like moving the 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 movers just literally put all my furniture in a pile in the middle of my apartment, and so I was moving stuff all day, unpacking. Um, setting up a bed, moving a mattress up a flight of stairs. I, I definitely got winded. And then that night I was like, I'm exhausted. Um, the, the one thing I do notice is though, I, as my body's acclimating, my, my lips are a little chapped. My sinuses, yeah, yeah, my sinuses are dried out and I'm a little dehydrated. I got to make sure I'm drinking a ton of water. Um, but you're, you're attached to the hip to your water bottle. So that's why. I try to be, I try to be, I, I haven't really gotten a proper workout or like sweat in yet. So that'll be, it's going to take a little while. Maybe it'll, it'll be a little humbling at first. How was the, uh, how was the drive out? Uneventful, which is the best, the best, um, the best way drives can be broke it up over three days, went jacks to Nashville, the first leg, which was like nine hours. Thankfully got through Atlanta without much issue. Um, Stayed at a 
I guess no free ads, but stayed at a pretty cool hotel in Nashville, a graduate hotel, which was like all country music themed. Um, Very local, uh, locally oriented too. Yeah. Um, went to Biscuit Love in, in Nashville. I, was, I had a cousin with me um, that drove out. So I had a little company on the car ride. We didn't, we didn't spend much time in Nashville. The weather was pretty crappy. Um, so that second day, we went Nashville to Lawrence, Kansas. First time seeing Lawrence, Kansas. The campus, the town is not really what I was imagining. It's, it seemed very spread out. Um, I know I was picturing more like a Bloomington type campus, but it, it wasn't quite that. Uh, so I don't know. I hate to say it was like underwhelming, but you know, I, I kind of had a mental image of Lawrence and University of Kansas. But uh, congrats to you on the Bill Self uh, lifetime contract. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Can you, can you help negotiate that? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't, unfortunately. Um, that 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 should put him at ease, though. You know, I I was worried. You know, as he gets a little stressed, I didn't want him losing any of his hair. Um, so I know that just contract with, just with NCAA violations and, and you know, of course, of course. Um, so Lawrence, Lawrence was fine. We ate at, um, what was it? A little bakery there the next morning, wheat fields, which was pretty cool. And then TC, the third leg, I 70, one that, you know, well, straight across Kansas, Eastern Colorado into Denver, uh, near and dear to our heart because of a trip we took back you were in college. I had just finished college, uh, going out to Breckenridge and we got, we stopped the first night in Salina, a lovely uh, Italian dinner on the square, yeah. Salina, uh, birthplace, home, hometown of, of, uh, Terrence Newman. Right. Uh, right. Cowboy, like big, big, uh, big, uh, ally of, um, what's the coach's name up in Minnesota? Um, it was with the Bengals. Oh, um, oh God! <laughs> I'm only th- I'm thinking Mike Tice. It's not him. It's the current guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Jeez, God, yeah. are we are we getting old? We can't remember names. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I did not pull off in Salina though, but we had many. Ha- we had a very happy memory from Salina. I think we got after it in that bar. I I, I don't know if it was the Italian restaurant or the bar or something. Um, but on, on the trip that you and I took, TC, the next morning we woke up and we headed west and the interstate was closed because of a blizzard. So they forced us off in Hayes, Kansas, where we ended up getting stuck for, I don't know, what was that, like five days? Six, seven days, like six nights. <laughs> Not good. So on my trip out this time, I had to pull off in Hayes. I had to see the Comfort Inn. I sent you a... a a nice little video. It looks exactly the same. Um, I remembered it was a comfort in because I remember that pool down yeah. on like the first level, there was a pool and a hot tub, uh, where we spent new year's Eve at the Carlos Achilles. It's no longer there. Unfortunately, that was a tough, tough. Walmart blow. looked like it was doing well though. Across yeah. The and they're building up that, that, um, that whole area right off the interstate doing big things in haze. Huh. Yeah. Um, the only other thing to report, I didn't realize how big uh, Dwight Eisenhower is in Kansas. His presidential museum is in Abilene and just signs everywhere for the, the Eisenhower interstate system. Very proud of Eisenhower. At, you stop at his, at his presidential library? No, I wanted to. You know, I, actually, I didn't really want to. I, I wanted to get to Denver as soon as possible. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Ike guy. Yeah, he, I, I think... Firm believer that like he was our greatest U.S. president. 
he's he's an interesting cat. I, I need to read and learn a little bit more about him. And and how appropriate given, you know, Augusta and Masters Week. <laughs> well, and, you know, it just yeah, all of his a lot of his writings and speeches that he gave just setting the tone for U.S. policy. If we would have listened to him more, it would have been, yeah. as far as foreign policy goes, it would have been a hell of a lot cleaner. So, I was going to say, his, his farewell address seemed like one of the most cogent, yeah. like reason, level-headed things that any president has like left us with. And then we like, didn't do any of it. So, <laughs> um, And then, uh, so the other big concern, I guess, for, for you for Denver is, it's a United hub. I know. I know. I, I can report TC. There, there are some Delta flights though. So is there a Delta flight to, to uh, Cincinnati? Yeah, there's a direct, they, they run maybe one each way right now, like one a day. So my sister's coming out to visit me in May. She, she booked a ticket on, on a direct CVG to Denver via Delta, which is cool. Uh, Delta nukes that that focus city for <laughs> BVG though. God, it's gonna be a sad day. Well, I was gonna say we got a couple of work trips coming up in April, and I booked one of them through Delta, but I had to do one of them through United down to uh, Fort Worth for the the Colonial stuff. So um, I did swallow my pride there. There was no point to go like Denver to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Fort Worth. That, that seemed a bit egregious. I've, I've done it. I've done, I do shit like that all the time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sicko, Randy. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll fly Singapore airlines one day to like, you know, Denver, go West around the world to like Jacksonville sometime. They're a United partner, you know? <laughs> um, gosh, what else we got going on? Are you going to be a, are you going to be a Nuggets fan? Oh, I think just a casual Nuggets fan. You know, I, I would never abandon my Kings, who, by the way, are on a four-game losing streak. Um, oh, those my notes to uh, <laughs> add loss last night against the yeah. Wolves. God, they just anytime they have a little success, they they immediately go on a just a terrible losing streak. I think honestly, I, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea anymore, but you know when you remember when Bill Simmons moved to Los Angeles. And he used Clippers tickets essentially just to see a lot of NBA basketball. I think that's how I want to treat the Nugs is, hey, I'd love to go to some games. Give me a chance to see a lot of teams around the league. If my Kings don't make the, the playoffs, you know, I think hey, it might get swept up a little in the local Nugs fever. They're, they're a very likable team, which helps. Um, so I could see maybe a casual yeah. fanship there. Probably, it, they seem like a much more appealing option than your the avalanche you grew up as a red wings fan so yeah so out uh, on them yeah out on them the rockies are a pretty moribund you know hopeless franchise i only got room in my heart for the reds that's it and then the broncos are just like they have they have some offensive weaponry now i like simmons the safety but very very just mediocre in my opinion if they got a badass quarterback i think i would be a lot more interested in the broncos which Sounds I want like we need to get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to talk quarterback with you. What do you think of that Darnold trade to Carolina? I loved it. And Rich Chimini, the, the ESPN Jets beat writer, was dogging Joe Douglas and all that. Like, first of all, Joe Douglas and, and uh, Robert Saleh, like, they didn't, they didn't draft this guy. They didn't, you know, like, it's going to be awkward if you hang on to him and draft the other guy. You've got, you've got like 10 picks, you know, in the first two or three rounds. Um, so just, you know, I, I think it's, they're fine. 
Like I, I like it. I think it's a great move for both teams. I think them getting a second, fourth, and sixth is probably most they were going to get for it. And I think for the the Panthers, it's a good lottery ticket. You know, it's time, it's time to it's time to get get little hands Teddy Bridgewater out of there. And uh, you know, like I I, th- I think they are going to be in an awkward spot. The Panthers are at eight. Um, you know, unless. Sewell or like Fields falls, right? Yeah, they could reach for that like second wide receiver. I don't know if it's who's who's the Alabama guy, Waddle. Yeah. For some reason, people like him more than Smith. You know, I'm a Smith guy. Um, but I, I think they could kill the guy there. I think if they want, I, I don't know what their their needs are though. Um, Mike Tannenbaum was shitting all over uh, Devontae Smith on. Uh, I, the end of that. I, do you remember the national title game? The dude was unguardable. And, and I mean, that's, that's, there are a bunch of NFL cats on that Clemson defense. Um, yeah. So I, you know, long story short, I'm just, I'm hoping that the Falcons take a flyer on pits. I think they should just go all in on offense. They, you know, double down on your strengths. Uh, pits is a predator. And then, uh, yeah. And then if, I, if the Bengals don't go with Chase, the uh, the LSU receiver, like, then I'm I'm out on the Bengals. Then. Well, there was a meme making its way around that. Did you see that? Where like, if, no. essentially, like it was a kindergartner's like drawing of option A was take Sewell the left tackle, and Burrow is you know clean pocket throwing this ball to, and the wide receiver is labeled like literally anybody, and then in option B you had the left tackle spot labeled as literally anybody burrow flat on his back, the ball sailing like 20 yards short of the receiver labeled Jamar chase. So I think, I think there's this feeling among Bengals fans, like, Hey, we just got to let burrow throw and he's talented enough. Like he'll make any wide receiver. But good. I think that's also like, there's a, there's a lot of depth at both receiver and offensive tackle in the, uh, you know, in the draft this year, I, I like that Oklahoma State kid, the uh, the offensive tackle. I like the Rashad Bateman from the uh, receiver from Minnesota. So I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, interesting uh, point of you know, kind of like a a fork in the road. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> uh, there was some chatter about Pitts this weekend on Cincy Sports Radio. Also, if uh, either the Falcons or somebody else trade up into that four spot and take a quarterback. Um, I, the only thing I was going to say lastly about the Darnold, I didn't even make the connection at first, but you were, you know, connecting with Joe Brady and what he did for Burrow at LSU. I I love, I think Darnold's a great buy low. Um, he's younger than, than Burrow. Yeah. Like it's got whiffs of, you know, when Tannehill got out of Miami and yeah. is now an all-pro quarterback in Tennessee with some coaching. I, I, it wouldn't shock me to see Darnold and flourish a little bit. With that, I'm convinced that if Darnold, if Darnold plays well this year um, and they kind of resurrect his career, Joe Brady will be coaching the Cincinnati Bengals. God, that'd be awesome. 2022. That would be getting the band back together. Him, Chase, Burrow. Now you're talking, yeah. TC. Yeah. Um, so, any, uh, any mea culpas from last week? Um, none that I can think of whatsoever. Me neither. The ship got unstuck. That was the big news. Um, Props to Egypt. Exactly. It looked like the 
the crew that was working on it looked like a great crew. They were jolly. Just, yeah. Uh, I do. I, I think you have a mea culpa uh, on behalf of Delta. What, what did Delta do? The bird strike. They're oh. trying to, trying to mess with my jazz. <laughs> so that was wild TC. I don't know how that's Delta's fault. I, I would say maybe commendable that they, the pilot was able to get that plane down safely on an emergency landing. Um, yeah, the Utah Jazz charter flight last week hit a bird and had to make a, an emergency landing. I, I know it rattled some of the players. I think uh, Donovan Mitchell like, took the next game off. He was, he was pretty shook. Like, yeah, yeah, he's afraid to fly anyway, so it's it, yeah. not good. But they kept winning. They were on a nine-game winning streak. They lost the Mavs, the stinky Mavs last night. Big, big game on Saturday night. Play the Suns Saturday. Suns are fucking people up. They are. They are. Oh, I love that Suns. Your Suns, right? Yeah. Yeah. They are so, they are killing people. I, I mean, you gotta give Chris Paul a little props, right? The the guy's a winner. Totally. Totally. I think, you know, he is, whatever. I don't know. He's <laughs> like Chris Paul and like Patrick Reed are similar to me. Like Patrick Reed's a winner, right? Uh, he is. He is. I don't think Chris Paul is, I, to my mind, well, I don't think he's, well, I guess Reed isn't really hated by his, he's hated by some, I guess, but everybody we talk to sounds like, you know, if you're just having a beer with Patrick Reed, he's great to hang out with. Yeah. They, they just hate that he cheats sometimes. Um, actually, you know what? I, I will take that back Wednesday night. So tomorrow night, Utah plays the Suns. Saturday night, you've got uh, the Kings. King, Kings, uh, Kings Jazz, which we need to have DraftKings boost that. We got to have them boost it. Um, that's huge. That is absolutely massive. I believe, is that in Sacramento or Utah? Are you looking? It is in Utah, 9 p.m. Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. I know what I'll be doing. Um, what else did I have? Oh, I know you were... Um, the Houston GM, Raphael Stone. Yeah, I really. I don't know. I, I think I just like what he's doing. I think he's, he, he's taking the long view. He, he was getting in some asses a little bit, saying, yeah. you know, don't, don't judge us yet. He you was until like 2027, 2029, <laughs> if this thing's thing a success or not. Which, come on, that's, that's a little far out there. Um, uh, Baylor won last night, I'm told. Oh, God, unfortunately. What a crappy game. Yeah, they jumped on Gonzaga early and just stayed on him. It was Eat tough. That, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. It's disgusting. It's uh, gross. I, I was happy to see your boy Clarence Thomas dunking all over the, the uh, NCAA last week. Uh, yeah. It's really a bipartisan issue. I think everybody at this point hates the NCAA. Just hates what they're all about. Um, Mark Emmert, just... Go away, dude. Like, when are they going to replace him as as uh, commissioner? He truly a disgrace. Uh, you all right? Well, last thing I had was you were you were very you you've been chippy all week, chippy all last week about about Publix, DeSantis, sixty minutes vaccine payola. It's disgusting. All I'm say is I don't think there's any way that those like. Publix was already in DeSantis's 
like they've, I think Publix has been donating to every Republican gubernatorial candidate in the state of Florida for the last four decades. Right. Like there's no, and probably maxing out their donations. I like, this doesn't seem like a, a quid pro quo thing. Cause they, they already bought them off. Right. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I'm just concerned that maybe DeSantis and the crazy heiress are back channeling and concocting, you know, nefarious deals. That's what I'm really concerned about TC. I'll also say, I think the vaccine distribution here in Florida has been excellent. So um, you know what? I just signed up for a vaccine here in Colorado next week. You're I, one I, shot in, right? How'd it go? I'm one shot in. Good. No, no side. My arm was sore um, for like a while, but no other side effects whatsoever. That's good. I think I'm getting the Johnson and Johnson one, which is just the one shotter. Big, big Johnson. Randy. <laughs> Love it. So we'll uh, see. I, yeah. I have one more thing though, TC. And it's, okay. it's a developing situation, but I want to urge you to keep your eye on it is we, we got to learn what's going on, going on in Tampa with the wastewater. Oh, up in, uh, it's in Bradenton, uh, uh, Manatee County, right? Yeah. I guess some reservoirs are, are leaking or something. There's a phosphate, um, phosphate, like, you know, uh, you know, refuse pond and all that stuff, slightly radioactive, all that slag. It's it's the same thing down in down in Streamsong. Like they they basically build up all these giant it's drag mining, and then they build up all these giant, um, you know, just mounds of of all the leftover stuff that's not the phosphate, and it's slightly radioactive. And then it typically like they've had issues in Mulberry and other places in Florida where it gets so heavy on top of the limestone, it's like underneath, it's like holding up above the water table. That it falls into the water table, and then there's there's you know, slightly radioactive solid material. That's um, not good. Yeah, so I guess they're trying to pump this stuff out into the bay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> not good. Not oh good. my god. Uh, well, we'll I want to urge listeners. We will we will be monitoring that situation. Um, I'm not sure if that's a choke point. It could turn into a choke point of some sorts. Maybe drinking water choke point, but. Uh, they everybody can trust that that we're we have our eyes on the situation also going back like would you not want to get your vaccine at Publix I mean what a delightful friendly place to get your vaccine you know? yeah maybe I you know I'd, I'd just be concerned they'd want to like hold my hand and walk me out to the parking lot afterwards <laughs> always say no <laughs> yeah uh, listen Publix I will say this going to that Safeway last night made me miss the Publix in Jack's Beach for sure. That's very big of you, Randy. Yeah. You. I, uh, I, I will be checking out the King Super, though. Uh, you should get deep in the, in, in the grocery store delivery game. Now, I kind of like going to the grocery store. I love you know, it. It gets Just me out of the it. house. Yeah, you get to, I, I like perusing the aisles, you know, because I always pick up some stuff that I didn't plan on. All right. Well, s- turning our attention to, this week, there's there's really one one show in town. That's Augusta. Yep, yep. Augusta. We, uh, we had McSchwanz on last year. People he, were uh, people were clamoring for McSchwanz again. We they they McSchwanz loved his got, local insight. He got he got detonated pretty good last year. Um, <laughs> you know, some 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 have said. I think even McSchwanz himself said, "Hey, I lived a pretty sheltered existence." When I, and then whenever I'm back in Augusta, I really just hang out at at you know. 
at my parents' house, at my family's place. So, which is totally understandable. Yeah, uh, it's fair. You know, some people telling us, hey, you got to dig into the, the, there's a big group of gypsy, there's a big uh, gypsy community in North Augusta. Huh. Uh, just, you know, all, there are all sorts of mea culpas related to last year's uh, Augusta episode. So, well, uh, and I know we reached out to a ton of people last year. We did. Um, I, I reached out to a few again this year. I, I don't, I couldn't remember if we had efforted him last year. I, th- I think they were all somewhat new, but the first guy I wanted to talk to was Ken Wisenhunt. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I know he was your boy when he coached the, the Cardinals and the Titans, um, but coach wasn't available. Politely declined. Hate that. Hate that. Um, to be honest, I, I, I efforted one guy and we got him. We well, got him. Okay. Well, <laughs> we got our man. All right. Well, let me, I, I struck out a few, but I'm glad, I'm glad you hit the, the only other ones that I had that I had reached out to were um, Ignatius Alfonso few, who okay. was the, the founder of Emory university. I thought he would, would have had an interesting story. Um, couldn't do it. And then the other guy was Archibald, Butt, who was a military aide to Teddy Roosevelt and William Howard Taft. Unfortunately, he died on the Titanic, though. So, yeah, he, he could not join us. Um, but, yeah, why don't you tell – let's just get into it. Who did we get this week? We got Mike Stone. Mike Stone. And you can find him at www.mikestone.com. Mikey uh, Music. Mikey Music. You don't know about Mike Stone. You probably haven't been watching golf uh, or you know, listen to the PGA Tour radio channel on Sirius XM. Um, this guy, he's been, he's been getting his music out there into the world. He's a hit maker. He, he's, yeah, he is truly a songwriter, songwriter. Um, uh, you know, one week in April, of course, is, is going to be top of mind for everybody this week, but I've been, I've been singing it all week, man. Like every one week in April. Yeah. The other, you know, the other golf related one he has is of course, thank you, Arnie. We are your army. Thank you, Arnie. We Thank are your you are. army. Are your army? Uh, yeah, he, and he's got a new one from Pe- about Pebble Beach. Return to Pebble Beach, and then he drops a couple of bombshells on the pod he, as well. He does. Yeah. And in all seriousness, he is like the nicest, most positive, energetic guy I think we've we've talked to. It's just a, a shot of life. I've been buzzing since we talked to him yesterday. Like it was, it was uh, like, we were going to record the intro to this afterwards. And we, and we both just said, Hey, we got to shut it down for the night. Like I, I couldn't wipe the <laughs> smile off my face. Like he's such an endearing, positive, uh, you know, just, just, just a, just a nice guy. So exactly. And it's funny. Cause you get on, you know, you get on some of these uh, like golf WRX or uh, the, the, the Reddit golf. And there's, there's like a, you know, there's people just shitting on the guy. Like, hey, his music's terrible. Da, da, da. I think I legitimately like the his master's songs and then the Pebble song. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I give the guy a lot of credit. He's, he's you know, career businessman turned, uh, turned singer-songwriter. And uh, he's putting himself out there. He's, he's not laying up. Exactly. I, I, admittedly, I have to explore his non-golf catalog a little bit. Uh, I'm sure there's some some absolute bangers in there as well, and 
you know, I honestly, TC, I think it's one of those situations where if you have a problem with one week in April or thank you, Arnie, I, I think you have a problem with yourself. You need to look inward. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Your problem isn't with Mike. It's with, it's with you. Um, all right. Before we get to him, TC, one thing I wanted to mention, birthday week for you. Uh, I know you love birthdays. You, you plan them. You talk about them like six months in advance. Oh, yeah. What, what do you have going on for your, for your big birthday celebration this week? Absolutely nothing. Birthday, <laughs> birthday, watching the Masters. Uh, Alex leaves me alone all day. It's great. And just, I'll probably grill out. Just, yeah, just sit on the couch and watch the Masters all day. That's really it. Well, good for you. Happy, uh, happy birthday a, a bit in advance. And um, yeah, let's, let's toss it to Mike Stone. Before we do, folks, I want to thank our other sponsor for today's episode, and that is our good friends at DraftKings. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Turn $1 into $100. It's simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TRAPDRAW, all one word, when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code TRAPDRAW to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. TC, I can report. I used the 100-1 one, to 1 odds uh, this past week on the Gonzaga-UCLA game. I bet $1 on Gonzaga, turned it into 100 out here in Colorado. Love it, man. Let's tell the folks to look out for... There will be something going on with the Jazz Kings game. We're going to make sure of it. We're, we're absolutely going to make sure of it. Saturday night, um, get in on the action. Jazz Kings at DraftKings Sportsbook. We thank them for sponsoring the Trap Draw. And now on to Mike Stone. All right. We are joined now by Mr. Mike Stone, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I think everybody knows Knows you well from your commercials, Mike. How are you today? I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, where Where are you joining us from today? I'm at my home in Tennessee, um, uh, Lake Tansy, Crossville, Tennessee. Nice. And all right, so so I guess I'm trying to think. You know, trying to figure out where to start with this because I think people. The first thing you said when we hopped on earlier was that. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of people think I'm insane. So what's just, let's just start there and kind of work our way back. Well, you know, I think that um, making it as a pop music singer, as a popular singer is hard enough as it is. And then um, add to the fact that I'm, um, well, I'm up there at age, you know? So um, 
I, I have friends of mine who know what I'm doing and they know the extent that I'm doing, they have, they have an idea of the extent that I'm doing it. When I, let, let me just say that. And I think they think, man, you've lost your effing mind, you know, and, and occasionally, occasionally, I think the same thing, but then <laughs> think, things happen, things happen. And, you know, I, people reach out to me and they tell me that they've, they've enjoyed my music and, uh, um, uh, and then I, then I kind of keep going. So how did, how did the music start? Where, you know, have you always been a musician and then you've... I, I've been a musician. I started playing, I started, there was a community theater production here in my community in the 60s. And the um, um, uh, guy that had the male lead in, in that show taught me how to play the guitar. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the birds. Yeah, and absolutely. That, but they're, they're, I mean, the birds were, that's where David Crosby came from, but... Uh, their their first hit their first pop hit was a song called Mr. Tambourine Man, yeah. and um, I learned that song when I was 13 years old, and then from there, I had my first uh, I had my first band when I was 13, and then when I was 15, a different band that I was in we were playing gigs here in my area uh, once a week and filling up dance halls. And then when I was 17, uh, that same band won a regional battle of the bands and came in, uh, placed fifth in the state battle of the bands. And then to come full circle at age 20, uh, I, I played the same role that this guy played uh, in the uh, uh, community theater musical, uh, did 85 shows. And they were all sold out. So, And then at 20, I, I made a U-turn and decided that I was just going to go into business and um, the music never left. And I, I, this band that I was in um, got back together in my uh, early thirties and we started playing reunion games and um, I played music. And I've, I've always played the guitar and the piano. And so i I just continued to play. And then uh, about, about 10 years ago, my wife said, look, you're, you're writing these songs and you're writing half a song and you come in and you play this for me and, you, and it's good. It's really good. And, and you were, you should go into the studio and start recording this stuff. And so in 2011, I did in the fall of 2011, I started recording. Uh, the first song I recorded was a song called Darling, I Love You, God Bless You, Sweet Darling, which is the first song on the August and Arnie CD and, and it's gone through several iterations before it got to where it is right now. But I mean, it's, it's my part of my DNA. It's Mikey music. Right? That's what I call it. And I mean, it is, it listen to it sometimes. Listen to the wording solo on that song. It is just a really great song. But anyway, so I'm recording this CD with the idea that I'm going to release it at some point, you know, and uh, um, as you know, I, I started attending the masters in 1985. I attended regularly until 1999 i missed three or four years i was just writing down before we got on i think that i, I started going back in 03 or 04 so anyway i've gone from 03 to 12 and in 13 i had decided i don't need to go to the masters i've been in the masters it's it's as much as i love it it's a lot of work you drink like a fish down there and this year i mean i also have a a, a a home in Florida. So this year I'm going to go to my Florida home 
and I'm going to play golf with my buds in the day and watch the Masters. And so <laughs> we play on Wednesday, on Wednesday, and, and I think they had just, I'm not sure when the first par three contest was that was uh, televised, took place, but it can't have been, been more than two or three years in, but it, in 2013. So um, I play golf in the morning, and I uh, uh, head home. It's the afternoon. I flip the TV on, and I'm looking at those high-def images of Augusta National, and I am not going to be there this year, and I am sick as a dog. I mean, I literally had an out-of-body experience of desperately learn, yearning to be at Augusta, Augusta National and, and not being able to go. And so I, uh, um, I was, I mean, I, I was already writing songs, okay? So I picked the guitar up and I started writing what would eventually become One Week in April. And um, do you remember when Tiger in 2013 on Friday? When he hit the flagstick? When he hit the flagstick, ball goes into the water. Then he takes his drop and, um, well, what, what did he back up? Three or four yards to get exactly mm-hmm. the yardage he wanted. And he gets it up and down for his boat. So um, at five o'clock on Saturday morning, I wake up and I've, um, the, the words to the bridge are coming to me. And I'm, I'm rummaging around through my condo down there and I'm, and I'm talking to my wife. Do we not have anything I can write on? I've, I mean, I've got these lyrics and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to finish writing these damn lyrics. And, and so anyway, she finds me a piece of paper and I, uh, um, I get the lyrics down. So I wake up that morning and as you would recall, uh, Jim Nance comes on early that morning and, and he's having a conversation with Fred Ridley, the August national chairman. And, um, and they're, they're talking about Tiger's drop and whether or not, it's going to be a penalty or not. But during that conversation is when I finished writing the song. Had, had you, Mike, had you been writing songs all your life or, or is writing music something that you've done more recently? Great question. Uh, more recently I had written, I wrote a song that's on the Augusta Narni CD called pretty blue green eyes. And I, I wrote that when I was in college and um, I really hadn't written anything since I started writing in 2011. But now I'm writing all the time, literally. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I wake up in the morning. Um, well, I've, I've, I'm, I'm in the studio um, a week from tomorrow for two days. And I have three new original songs. And uh, Are they, are they golf songs or are they, are they you know, general I'm shaking my head. One is a golf song. Okay. One, one is a golf song. And I, I, I swore that I was done with golf songs. And then I, have you ever heard my song return to Pebble beach? I just listened to it before we hopped on. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good song. in it? it is. I mean, I mean, I'm so, I can't, I'm not supposed to say that. Am I? But it was a fabulous <laughs> song. It's a, it's a fabulous song. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you heard the instrumentation on it, but there were, there were 10 players from the Nashville symphony orchestra that worked on that song. Um, and, uh, wow, I'm so proud of it. We, I, I had intended to finish that song in December of last year, 
and we had we had done the the pre-writing sessions, my producer and I, and we and we were going to record it in December, and then COVID just shut the studios down, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that didn't happen. That didn't happen, and so we we got it recorded. I mean, late January, and it was uh, not, well. Obviously, you know where I wanted that song to, to go, and um, uh, but it was too late. It was too late. So, uh, but it's the song's not going anywhere. Can you so, give us a hint on the subject of your soon to be recorded uh, next golf song? It would be. It would be. It. It's not what you think. Okay. But it's. It might be the second thing you would think. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think what I would think. Uh, so, well, I, I, no, I'm curious no. if it's, if it's, yeah, if it's, you know, about a course or a place or a player um, or just maybe the game in general. Um, it's about the open. Oh, okay. All right. Not the U.S. Open. Yeah. Right. The, right. 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 Yeah, I would guess maybe, I would guess maybe St. Andrews then. Maybe, maybe some old course. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, if you guys want to come to Nashville next week, you can watch me record. <laughs> if you need because backup. I have, I, have, I, have the same, I have the same instrumentation. I have the, I have the, I have the big instrumentation coming in. We're going to use – and I have, I have two other songs that I'm recording along with it that, that yeah. my producer and I wrote. But uh, uh, it's um, – oh, it's going to be a good song. It's really going to be a good song. I mean, I'm sorry. I, you know, this, I, I, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about my music. I mean, I, you know, I'm passionate about my music. As you should be, as you should be. I think so going back, like, so, so the, so one week in April came first and then, and then, and then the Arnie song came okay, after. Okay. So, um, the Arnie song, okay. It's 20, it's 2016. And, um, my wife and I have been in the masters Thursday, Friday, had a hell of a time as always drove home on Saturday uh, you know, I've got the thing DVR. I got so um, you know, I don't miss anything. I saw all of Saturday, Sunday morning. We get up, we're going to watch the Masters, and um, um, you know, it, it starts, and Jim Nance um, goes through the um, as he always does, goes through the uh, the order of business for the week, getting to Sunday, and of course, the first order of business is always the uh, tee shots by the honorary starters. And this is the first year that Arnold Palmer won't hit a, hit a shot. And I, w- I will never forget, uh, I get choked up thinking about it, I, w- I will never forget the look in Jack Nicholas's eyes because it was, it was a look of, 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 of fear and hurt. And, and Arnold had the same look in his eyes. And it was just kind of that moment where, where, where does this go from here? And then, and then Billy Payne, Chairman Payne, steps up and uh, to me said something that was just so inspiring that uh, this is the reason I wrote that song. And then he just said, Arnold Palmer will always be part of the Masters. And that was, that was a man in a moment. You know, I mean, he, it was, he, he's the guy. He's in charge, and this guy has meant everything to this golf tournament. I mean, everything. I mean, he's 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 the guy that you know helped. I mean, along with obviously Poppy Jones, but I mean his his popularity 
in 58, 60, 62, and 64 when he won, uh, just propelled that tournament. And uh, uh, I looked at my wife, Connie, and I said, I'm writing a song about Arnold Palmer. And so uh, we were going to Nashville the next day, and we're driving down there, uh, not to record music, but at, for, for some business I had. And I was already singing the, uh, uh, the chorus in my head. You know, he's the, he's the king of course and sky, doing good deeds all his life. He's been our hero all along, a love affair that's a million strong. I, I had that. 45 miles away from the house. And I thought that I was going to write this song really, really easily. And I, I got back home the next day and I got down to my office and uh, I started writing and nothing. I mean, stuff. I was writing stuff that was garbage. And this went on for weeks and then weeks turned into months. And then I kind of just gave up. And then in, and then in September he died. And so I was watching the memorial service and I'm watching the memorial service and, and uh, um, I just started writing out some lyrics based on what I was hearing. And by the time the memorial service was over, I'd finished writing the song and I haven't changed a lyric in that song since uh, that's how I wrote Arnie. Was Arnold your favorite player? As a child? Yes. My, I, uh, uh, I walked into the living room, uh, when I was a kid and Arnold was on the masters and I, and I, and I said, dad, what are you watching? And he said, I'm watching the masters golf tournament, son. And my favorite golfer, Arnold Palmer. That's, that's, that was a love affair that never let up. And, and the masters was, I mean, it's the first golf. I was uh, eight years old and the, the masters was the first golf tournament I ever paid any attention to, but there was just something different about it. It had an aura It had a, um, um, I mean, it had the it factor, you know, even for an eight year old, so here I am today, peddling, you know, uh, you know, writing, writing an anthem to Augusta National, to well, the Masters. Well, uh, well, yeah. How, like, how do we get to the commercials and like, you really, you know, like, I think that's, that's how people know you as far as the, you turn on Sirius XM, satellite radio or golf channel or anything. And it is, it is visit MikeStone.com again, MikeStone.com, you know, wait, Sweet. Wow, you're ringing my bell, man. You're ringing <laughs> but, my bell. But yeah, how did that develop? Wow. You've asked me a question I wasn't anticipating. I'm trying I'm trying to think how when did I start? Huh. <sighs> I guess it was I guess it was last um last January or February. I, I thought, you know, I I need to, I was doing, I was, I was using a marketing company and they were doing a lot of social media advertising for me. And, um, I just, I, I just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And I thought, you know, I think, I think I should try to advertise on the tour radio station. And, um, then I, we, we cut a commercial. Obviously if I can cut a record, we can cut a commercial. And, uh, I have a lady in Nashville who has an incredible voice. Uh, so we, we cut the first commercial and we, uh, started a schedule and then I'm trying. Wow. I'm, I don't know when I started doing golf, golf channel advertising. Actually, um, I did some golf channel advertising four or five years ago. Um, before I re-recorded all, all of the music that's on Augusta and Arnie was, was in another CD. And, um, it was, that was my, uh, Garage band CD, if you will. I mean, I recorded it in a local studio, and uh, 
in 2019, I re-recorded everything in Nashville with my new producer, Sandy Tipping. And so it was just, it, it was, it was a new effort and it was just, even though the, even though the, the, the music that we recorded here in CrossFit was, I thought it was really good, but it, it was not what, what we've done in Nashville is just, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't mean to be bragging. It's totally professional. I mean, it sounds as good as anything that anybody's doing. So it's not like you got some former businessman making records, but you do. But uh, um, at this point, do you do you view it as as a hobby, or do you view yourself as a professional musician? And this is what you this is what you do, and this is this is your well. I I was reasonably successful by American standards in my day job, mm-hmm. and if I hadn't been, I don't think I I could be talking to you guys right now. Because it's, I, I don't have a record label that's helping me. I'm doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 you know, my, my long game, my long game is to um, to get one of these songs uh, a home, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then perhaps another, another, and another. So, but but we have to start with one. Uh, and it's you know, I'm I'm so grateful to get to talk to you guys today. Because uh, that, that's a, that's a, an affirmation to me that, um, that I'm doing a few things right, and uh, I actually have I have a, a, an interview tomorrow with a, a, a local TV station in Augusta, so uh, that's telling me that I'm pushing in the right direction, and, and and it's a long game thing for me. And and one other thing, I mean, I'm I'm not looking I'm not looking for a paycheck to pay the rent, but but I really you, you know what I really want, I just want my music to be heard. I just want it to be heard and, um, and enjoyed. So someone said, well, are you after fame and fortune? And I said, no, I want my music to be heard. And they said, well, so you're looking for fame. I said, well, <laughs> if that means, if fame means that I want my music to be heard, the answer is hell yes. So uh, uh, that's, and, and, you know, anything that came along with it would be fine, but I, I just, I, I would really, what I would really enjoy, I, I want my music to be heard and I want to take it on the road with the musicians that I've been working with over the past two or three years, because they are incredible. And that would be, uh, that, that would just be, that would be, that would be a life completing kind of thing for me yeah. to do, you know, to do, couple hundred shows in a couple years uh, or two or three years, not maybe 60 a year. That'd be fun. You know, going to Augusta specifically, what's your favorite, favorite hole at Augusta and favorite memory of going to Augusta? Mm. I guess my favorite hole is, is 18 because we've, uh, uh, we, we, we sat there for so many years. And uh, it was just it was just fun to see everybody come up and uh, uh, and then see the tournament end there. Um, but um, uh, I, I, I think you know I, I think you know thirteen and sixteen are really interesting holes on Sunday afternoon uh, and fifteen, obviously. Um, I, I remember walking up to uh, uh, Ken Venturi on a Wednesday practice round and uh, uh, my former wife was, was standing beside me and uh, 
I tapped him on the shoulder and I don't know why. I mean, this is just what stupid people do at stupid time. I eat me stupid people. And I said, Oh, Hey Ken, I, I knocked it. I, and I was just starting to play golf a lot. And I, said, and I said, I knocked it. I knocked it off. knocked it on a green on number nine at my home course. Like, even though where the hell that was. Um, and, uh, and three putt. And then, and, uh, and uh, I said, my wife, uh, uh, I'm standing over this 23rd. My wife says, don't leave it short. I knock it 10 feet behind three putt and uh, Venturi says, she was giving you the needle. And I'd never heard anybody use that expression before. And uh, uh, I, I never forgot it. Uh, <laughs> she's giving you the needle. Uh, yeah. But I, we, we used to stay at a home on Azalea Drive. You know where Azalea Drive is? Um, I do it, not. It used, to, it used to be the road, used to be the road where the main gate was. And we stayed uh, we stayed in a little home there that a friend of mine had befriended this older couple and they would leave every year and we would go in and stay in their home. So I've got this opportunity uh, in my former life. I was in the publishing business and we, and we published an, an airplane creator called trade plane, which you know, and Arnold Palmer was really involved in aviation. So a, another friend of a friend was a big donor at Wake Forest. And he said, I'm going to get Mike in to meet Arnold Palmer because our, the, on, on, on Wednesday evening every year, the Wake Forest alums had a party at this big home in Augusta on these cobblestone streets. Don't ask me where it is because it was 20 years ago. So we're going to go to this Arnold Palmer party. and I'm going to meet Arnold Palmer. And so my friend comes out and he's wearing a coat and tie. And, um, he says, where's your, where's your tie? I went, I don't have a tie with me. I said, I've got, I've just got, I've got golf shirts and slacks and I got one blazer. He says, you got to wear a tie. You got to wear a tie. So we go rummaging around this old man's closet and we find a shirt, a dress shirt. I can't get buttoned. And then we start looking at the old fellow's ties. God bless him. And I mean, you know, they're, they're like this wide. And we, we finally find one that's about an inch wide. And it doesn't look so bad. So we get over to the party, and I am so self-conscious about what I'm wearing that I that I I just get over into the corner and I don't meet Arnold. So that's not that's not even a good story, is it? But uh, it's it's one that I it's one that I remember. What, let me ask you this: What's been your favorite Masters? Oh, I think um, uh, several. Several, but uh, Mickelson winning his first, Tiger winning his first, Tiger winning uh, um, year before last, uh, Bubba winning with that in- incredible uh, 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 gap wedge uh, hook. Uh, that I mean, he's the only guy in the world that could get that shot. And Jordan Spieth winning the first time, and then I mean, then you think, I mean, wow, what about Jordan's train wreck on twelve? You know, that was just, I mean, he's, he's winning that tournament. He's winning. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to win, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, who, who would have, who would have thunk it? Let me ask you this, Mike, what's been your least favorite masters champion? I'm, I'm oh, going to make you on. give us, uh, yeah, I'm going to make <laughs> you give us a hard answer. Really? Danny yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I was praying Spieth would win that year. Hey, listen, and I bet you Danny Willett's a great guy. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I'd, I would enjoy hanging with him. But uh, no, I, I didn't expect Danny to win. And I, you know, and, uh, you know, you asked, but you you confirmed it. So, 
I want to ask you about Augusta. And when you're not at the tournament, what are some of your favorite spots or places to hang in Augusta? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, there's a rest. I started staying in Columbia five or six years ago. But there was um, there was a restaurant. Um, if you if you're on Washington Road, and you're headed away from the tournament, um, it was owned by um, one of the owners was uh, Frank Trukinian, the uh, the former producer of the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my favorite places. Years and years ago, I mean, years and years ago, we used to go to the Steak and Ale. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about in the eighties. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not that familiar with all, all the Augusta nightlife over the, over the past six or seven or eight, 10 years. Is your goal moving forward or, or at least one of your goals to go play live at one of the restaurants or bars in Augusta during tournament week? No, my, my, my goal is to play live in a venue there. I mean, okay. uh, uh, somewhere where there would be several thousand people. Okay. Uh, so the Frank Chirkanian restaurant I see is the, um, the French market. That's it. Grill. That's it. That's yeah. it. Boy, that's a good place. I, I assume hopefully it's still there. If folks are in and around Augusta. No, they, they can enjoy that restaurant for sure. I've heard great things about uh, Ray's Coastal Cuisine, too. Or Ray's, Ray's, Ray's Coastal Cafe. It's, it's, it's off of Ray's Creek. It's like a local haunt, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, it is so... Augusta during Masters Week is just a magical place. It's just absolutely a magical place. I used to, I used to consume mass quantities of Johnny Walker Red in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> uh, I mean, more... More than, more than I really want to talk about. Would would you uh, would you pack a flask and take it into the tournament? No, no, nothing, oh, like, okay. that, nothing like that. No, and then actually, I uh, um, I actually uh, I used to drink a lot. I mean, I really used to drink a lot. I I am going to be transparent and tell you that uh, two and a half years ago I quit drinking. Um, and um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm around alcohol all the time. My wife has, has a drink uh, or two or three every day. And, um, um, and am I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not an AA or anything like that. I just, uh, I, I had, I, I, I tell people I had a four decade career with drinking. It was distinguished. It was long. <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, someone said, well, well, I would tell someone that I quit drinking. They said, well, tell me about your drinking, Mike. And I said, well, I can tell you two things about my drinking. Number one, I drank often. Number two, I drank a lot. Other than that, it's a pretty boring thing, you know, but uh, I, I, I have decided, uh, no, seriously, my grandson is sitting on my knee a little over three years ago, and I'm thinking, you know, and I, I live, lived hard. I have lived hard, okay? I mean, I mean there, there are some miles on this airframe, right? But my grandson is sitting on my knee, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, Mike, Man, if you start taking better care of yourself, I'm going to get to see this little dude graduate from high school, you know. And so, um, anyway, so uh, and 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 it's funny. There's not a there probably isn't two or three days that don't go by that I'm thinking, you know, I think I can start drinking again. You know, I will socially drink now. You know, I'll just because what I you know what I really want, what I really want, I want that 20 ounce high test beer 
and I want one or, well, no, I want two glasses. I want two glasses, two eight-ounce glasses with some high-end Chardonnay or Cab, you know, to go to go with dinner. Go with dinner. Yeah. And um, um, my brother, my younger brother used to tell me, he used to say, Mike, just have a couple glasses of wine. His, his name is Cosby. He's kind of a funny guy anyway. And I say, Cosby, at two glasses of wine, I'm just walking off the range. You know, we're, 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 we're just moving to the first tee. So uh, I did. I used, I, used, I used to drink a lot. Never got into any trouble. And I was, uh, uh, I ran a business for years and years and years and years. And so I, I uh, it's funny because the last 20 years on my, on the road, I had a sales manager who, uh, who didn't drink. And he was always my designated driver. Um, he's actually the subject of a song that I'm uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, not, not my open song. Yeah. Well, in all sincerity, you know, I, I commend you on, on that decision. And it sounds like, you know, you, you're doing all you can to, to be around for your grandkids. So that's great. Well, it makes my wife and my wife and my daughter, uh, I think they like me more. So, yeah. Uh, even though I, um, like I said, I never got in any trouble, anything like that. I just did drink a lot. And uh, for health reasons, I said, you know, I'm going to stop. And so I did. Mike, let me ask you about Pebble Beach. Uh, what's your, you know, inspired enough to write a song about it? What's your experience at Pebble Beach? Um, I had been there three times, never played the course. I was going to play the course the last time I was there, which was about 15 years ago. And my back goes out on me. And um, so I didn't play the course, but I uh, uh, just had a love affair with that area. And um, I felt like it deserved a song. And, and I, it, it's funny because you can, you can come up with some, some lyrics and, and, and an idea. And then um, when, I, when I thought about writing Pebble Beach and I started writing it, I, I, I said to myself, this is, this is going to be a grandiose song. It's going to be a production. It's going to have strings and it's just it's, it's going to be big and it's going to be sweeping and it's going to be it's going to it's going to do an attempt at the ambiance of the area if you will mm-hmm. and um i think we got there i think we got there and and you know it's it's i think that song gets i i think that song will survive me i hope it does in terms of you know us finding the right home for it and then people getting to enjoy it for a long time. Any communication with Augusta national ever? Yes. Uh, Positive, negative, just, just, you know, (laughs) a a member or in a more official capacity, or did you have to change anything with the song or, or, cause I know they can be pretty persnickety about their, their, their likeness. Um, I would just, I, I mean, there. Uh, let me just say this, and I and I and it's all it's all I want to say. Uh, they're they're aware of the song. They were when it was first recorded. I, I don't know that they've heard the, the the latest iteration of it. So, in that respect, no. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I, they were aware of the song. Okay. They didn't put the horse head in your bed, did they? <laughs> No, like, no, like no, the Godfather. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. No, 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 no. They didn't. They, you know, the, uh, you know, the folks at Augusta National, 
the the tournament that they run and and, and the uh, the club that they maintain is just uh, I mean it it would be one of the higher standards of of any organization operating on planet Earth, wouldn't you think? I mean, they you know when they do it, they do it right. Absolutely. So uh, and 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 you know Augusta National is like is like uh, the the biggest grizzly bear in a forest, and you know he, the biggest grizzly bear in the forest does what he damn well pleases, right? So uh, uh, they 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 have that distinction. They've earned it. They've kept it, and uh, I don't see it going anywhere. Um, uh, I I I am a great admirer of the the organization. I mean, just an incredible admirer of the organization and their uh, uh, ability to pull off things and, and do them with the um, with, with the class with, with the class and the expertise that they do. Going back before we before we started recording, you were you were saying there's there's been kind of a a uh, a evolution of the song one week in April, uh, and and last year with with November being a Masters, you changed the lyrics up a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, the bridge, the bridge, the new bridge, um, says, um, a cup of cheer, a souvenir, pimento cheese grape every year. Those are two lyrics that, that I changed because, um, gosh, I can't, I can't recall the original lyrics right now, but, uh, um, I felt that those were appropriate, and and I and I, I was at one point I was going to say a cup of beer, a souvenir, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, come on, let's take the beer out of it. So it was a cup of cheer, a souvenir from the cheese curry every year, and then the the ending to the song, uh, the 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 ending before was one week in April is a Christmas present to me, and now the ending is um, Arnie, Jack, and Tiger, Bobby Jones, sweet history. So those those were the lyrics that were changed in. Uh, August of uh, 2020. Okay. Mike, do you, would you ever take suggestions for maybe writing? I know you're a positive guy, but would you ever take suggestions for maybe writing a, uh, a critical piece on a golfer? I'd like you to write one on Tony Finau if possible on how he never (laughs) wins. You know, I really, I, I, you know, my, I don't know if you know this or not. If you, if you listen to all my music, most of my music is pretty positive, and I, uh, um, and I'm, and I'm a positive guy. So I, I, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to do that. But, and I, and I like Tony. God bless him. I, I hope he can win soon. You know, I, I, I really do. Man, he's a talented dude, isn't he? I mean, he's so talented. But he, he, I mean, uh, I know that you. I, I listened to your all's. I listened to your all's podcast uh, um, after the uh, uh, the Genesis. You know, and he's in the playoff with Homa. You know, yeah. and, uh, oh man! Of course, I mean, of course, Homa should have won it on eighteen. Of it should have never gone to the playoff. It should never gone to the playoff. And then, I mean, in in the playoff, is that when Homa hits that incredible pitch? That he gets, that he gets yeah, up and down around the tree. tree. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, but uh, uh, poor Tony. I mean, Tony should. I mean, Tony. Oh yeah, Tony had a pitch that he needs to get up and down, or he would. He, and then he wins the tournament, right? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you know, he. Uh, you know, there are a lot of golfers that might have gotten that up and down. God bless him. You know, you just uh, uh, bless his heart. 
That's all. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe it's not a maybe it's not a mean song. Maybe it's just a sad song. <laughs> maybe it's a sad song. <laughs> You think you might want to hear it more than once, yeah. <laughs> Mike? What's the uh, what's the commercial strategy for this year? Any are you changing anything up for this year's Masters, or is it is it just just kind of keep keep rolling with what you got? You know, well, uh, when provided we get out of the studio, I've, I've got a schedule. It's it's not as heavy a schedule as I have run recently but I have a schedule that will run through through uh, April. But um, depending upon how um, the next song goes, uh, we would probably ramp things up in, in May pretty heavily, I, w- I would think, uh, because the new song that we're recording, I think, is has got a chance to be universally popular. I mean, internationally popular. And it's... it's um, I can't wait for people to hear it. I really can't. It's, gonna, it's really, it's going to be a damn good song. It's really going to be a damn good song. I mean, it's going to be, and it's it's going to be it's going to be true to the to the to to the sense of the um, uh, of the the and the ambiance of the event, and 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 uh, and hopefully it'll be something that people will enjoy singing along with as well. I'm psyched. I, I you know what I think I think everybody that we work with is 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 ready to ready to kick me out of our office because I, uh, I have not stopped just humming one week in April, like for the last week and a half, I think. Really? I swear. Yeah, it's catchy. Seriously. Oh man. You got, you guys have made my day. I mean, you're make. Oh, God bless you. That is, that's so sweet. You guys. Oh man. I mean, I mean, I, I love my music so much and I just, um, I want people to hear it, but that's, uh, I'll I will remember what you just said for weeks. It'll, I mean, it'll it'll make me smile. It'll absolutely make me smile. Well, you made us smile today. I appreciate you you uh, hopping on with us. It's been your your positivity and and you know kind of self belief is is pretty inspiring. Oh man, thank you so much. You know, you guys. Oh, by the way, I I, I saw you guys on a Charles Schwab gig. Congratulations. And I I would just say one other thing, you know, I, um, you guys were so gutsy to start what you were doing when you did it and, 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 and you hung in there and I, I listened, I I love, I love your analysis of media and, um, and some of the directions that you have suggested that, that they go in in different ways. I mean, you you guys are really cutting edge and uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm impressed with you guys, and, and you guys entertain the hell out of me too. By the way, so <laughs> so. Well, thank well, you. Mike. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that means a lot. That means a lot to us. And uh, like you said, I, I might think about that for the next few weeks and smile to myself. So I appreciate Sweet. you saying that. Sweet. All right. Well, I, I guess last question: Who do you have to win? Who's your pick this week? Oh, I oh, oh gosh, I can go a long ways, but I I mean I think that I mean I think that the uh, the pick is between the two D's DJ and DeChambeau. and then obviously um, uh, with what Jordan did, you gotta you gotta think that that, that that he could be there. So I think it's one of those three. I, I one of my Masters teams, one of my Masters teams in my pool is is uh, Spieth, JT, DJ, and DeChambeau. and I really like that team. So uh, that would that would be pretty tough to beat, I think. 
yeah, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. But um, I, I mean, I mean, right now my favorite player is DJ. So and and has been for a while, and uh, so I'm pulling for him. But uh, more than anything else, I just, uh, I just, I just love the man. I mean, I love the Masters. Imagine that. I love the Masters. When we can <laughs> <open>. so, <laughs> so people every now and then, somebody's like, "You like the Masters?" And I'll go, "I love the Masters." <laughs> If you don't think so, listen to my song. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Mike Stone. Thank you so much, Mike. That was awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. God bless you guys.